0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Everything we do is on purpose. We have a purpose for this. Uh, the things that we do here together as a church, but also the things we do in life. And uh, so I, I want to answer some of those questions, lay some of that out for you today. And so you've got answers to those things. Okay, so let's start with the first one. The first one's right here. Why do we stand and sing together? You ever thought about that? You know, there's not a lot of How many of you got together a bunch of strangers and stood up and sang somewhere this week? You know, uh, I mean, it's not something we do on a, you know everyday basis. Now, if you went to a football game yesterday or Friday night, you might have stu- stood up and sung the national anthem, right? Or a fight song or something like that. So it does happen in places that people sing, you know, uh, or like uh, Christmas parties, you know, uh, people people sing New Year's Eve, you know, people might sing together, those kinds of things, uh, you know. Uh, but where where else does that happen irish pubs <laughs> where strangers get together and sing you know uh, because they uh, can't help themselves you know i mean where where does that it doesn't happen in our everyday life so when we come together you know maybe people don't understand why it is that we do that and i think a lot of us have forgotten why we do that so let's let's dig into that just a little bit okay if we can i've got a scripture here for you and this is three verses of scripture and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird if you think, you know. but what what is it telling me here? Hang on with me here, okay? We're gonna kind of build something right here. Ephesians chapter five, verse 17, 18, 19. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Think about that. He, he's talking about doing things purposely, isn't he? So we're starting there with a the thought of purpose. Don't act thoughtlessly, but do everything the Lord wants you to do. Do it with purpose. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life think about that and you know that 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 could even be a euphemism for everything bad in your life that you might do okay but instead be filled with the holy spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves that's that's where he says do it among yourselves So it's kind of hard to fulfill verse 19 unless you're doing it with everybody else. Got to stand with a bunch of strangers, right? And and sing, you know, among yourselves, and making uh, music to the Lord in your hearts. Okay. So here, one of the things I want you to get right here is I want you to get the connection. Okay? Because he's saying, do things on purpose. He's saying, do right stuff. Don't do stupid stuff in your life, and then sing. And sing among yourselves and all that. And all of this is building. And you can't really fulfill number verse 19 unless you fulfill 17 and 18. I mean, if you're not doing it with purpose, then yeah, you're just, you're just singing songs. You're just singing words. But do it with purpose, and, 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 and don't do crazy, stupid things, but, but, but think about the stuff that you're doing, and do it with purpose, and then you can say, okay, let's, let's build something here. So, so then why is it that we stand and sing? Okay, the obvious answer for most of us is we do it for worship. I mean, that's why we stand and we sing together, right? Now, in Scripture, uh, go ahead, yeah, in Scripture, there are more than 50 direct commands and examples of singing uh, in the Bible. Now there are, that's just a few. I told you there's more than 50, right? That's just a few that's right there. And so when you, when you look at these, and you read these, you realize, wait a minute, this is something we're just supposed to do. There's reason for it. Here's a real cool one. Zephaniah chapter three, verse 17. You know what that one says? That one says, God sings over you. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? So it, when we're looking at all this, don't, you know, I think a lot of times what we do with our Christianity is everything becomes so disjointed. We do this and we do this and we don't see how those two things connect. But understand that all this connects. And so while you're singing, God's singing too. He's singing over you. Well, isn't that amazing to think about that? That God wants to sing over your life and sing blessings into your life and sing his joy about having you, you know, in, in his connection, you know, and that kind of thing is, it's just amazing stuff. Okay, so let's go on, not just for worship, but also in response to God's word and encouragement to others. Uh, in response to God's word. And those two look like two different things also, right? that we sing in response to God's Word. That's why we do a song at the end of the service, okay? This kind of gives us some time to, okay, let me think about, you know, not, not just what the Word of God says that we've read, but what the Holy Spirit has spoken to our hearts, okay? But then not just that, encouragement, encouraging one another. Okay, they sound like two different things, so why don't you put them on two different slides, Pastor? Because that scripture right there puts them both together, okay? Colossians 3:16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly response to god's word that's god's word right there okay let that happen so respond to god's word as you teach and admonish encourage you admonish you encourage you challenge people all of that as you teach and encourage one uh, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts as you sing to god but it also it says you admonish one another with wisdom. So, all of these things, and they're fitting together. It's like you're singing to one another, or singing to God, but you're really singing to one another. Have you ever told somebody something, but you purposefully said it loud enough for somebody else to hear? Wait a minute. Now, I'm not talking about you in a mean spirit, but it, yeah, okay, you get the idea anyway, right? Good spirit, a mean spirit, whatever. Yeah, okay. That's the same thing. Is We're singing to God, but you know what we're doing? We're encouraging one another when we sing to God, because when people hear you sing these words, when they see you connecting with the song, instead of, uh, you know, scrolling through whatever it is you're scrolling through, right? They see you connecting with the song. They realize you're saying, I believe in this. Yes, I believe in that. I believe in that promise. And, And let me give you a few examples, okay? Just lay them out. A few examples of some of the stuff that we sing around here in some of our songs. Uh, in The champion, we sing, I am seated in the heavenly place. I am undefeated with the one who has conquered all. That's a pretty powerful thing right there. You'd People around you, they need to hear you, you know, and see you connect with that and say, yeah, I'm undefeated, you know. And hey, you're undefeated too, you know. Uh, and uh, when I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You made a way for all to enter in, everybody to get into heaven. In your presence, mountains move. We sing that around here, you know? You remember that one? Can you, can you hear us singing it? In your presence, mountains move. Um, I know that you'll never fail me. I mean, that's a great one for people around you to, you know, to just see you really connecting with, you know, and to see that you're caught up in it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great one. Or even when my eyes can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks peace over me. And even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Man, those are encouraging to me. Are they encouraging to you? Guess what? They're encouraging to the people around you too. And so that's why we sing them. You know, it's like when we say amen, why do we say amen? I mean, just because we agree, well, yes, but also so others, others realize, hey, it's not, the pastor's not the only one in the room that believes this word is true. And so singing, is, is, when we sing together, we're saying, hey, it's not just those people on the stage that believe that song is true. I believe it too, and so we're encouraging one another. So let's pull all of that together, and here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you in this, okay? Okay. When we are walking in obedience, remember those first two verses we read just a few moments ago. When we are walking in obedience, when the Word of God is prominent in our lives, when our hearts are full of the Holy Spirit, that same Spirit works within our hearts to respond in singing and praise with thanksgiving to God. And you thought you were just singing, but all of this is happening. If you, if you get it all together, if, you, if you're not just doing everything, just join it. Okay, let's sing a minute. Now let's do this a minute. If you start pulling it all together in your life, in that 167 other hours you've got outside of this hour that we're going to spend together here, when you pull all that together, this is what happens. That's, that's, how, that's how worship can be so much more than what it is. I mean, if you're just singing words, you're missing the opportunity of what real worship can be in your life. And that's Let me tell you, as a pastor, that's what I want for you. Man, I I want you to have worship that is full. Jesus said, those that worship him will worship him in spirit and truth. Y'all have heard that before, huh? Some of you have anyway. And that's what this is saying right here. It's about truth, and it's about the spirit. And it all connects together. So if our worship is gonna be more than words on a screen, it's gotta connect with all those things. Okay, so here's, here's another question to ask. You know, why do we get together at all? I mean, what's the purpose that we, that we get together uh, on Sundays, you know, or, or teens get together on Wednesday nights, or you get together, we grow group? Why, why do we do that? Well, first of all, let me say, because God's Word says to. If I had nothing else on that slide except for that right there, that'd be enough, Right? If God says to do it and I'm following God, then I got to do it. You know, that's why we get together. That's why we gather, because he says to. But I like when God explains things. And he doesn't explain explain things the way you do, you know, with your four-year-old. You know, that just says why, and why, and why, and why. But, you know, I think sometimes we act like four-year-olds, right? And we just say, why, why, why? God explains because he wants us to understand the power that is in us being together, the joy that is in us being together, the, w- the way when we're, we're, we're hurting, being together with somebody else can lift us up, and w- that when we're excited, our joy can lift w- somebody else up. He wants us to understand that, so he explains that. Okay, so here's, here's some reasons why we get together, not just because God's Word says to, but because of teaching. There are things said in this room on Sunday morning that you'll never hear anywhere else. There are things being said right now back in the kids' church, those rooms. That your kids will never hear anywhere else in this world there are things said in grow groups every day of this week that you will not hear anywhere else in the world the teenagers there are things said in this room on Wednesday nights that you will never hear anywhere else let me give you an example and uh, this is a little dangerous to ask how many of you believe we ought to honor our parents okay most hands going up (laughs) you know what most people in this world sane ones anyway believe that but tell me who is preaching that besides the church come on guys high school guys let me ask you which subject do they cover that in which one of your books is, is is do you have a chapter on honoring your parents in one of your books uh, no, it's not math, right? Science. Uh, wh- wh- where do you, you don't get it. And let me tell you something. When you get to, to university or college, you got teenagers, listen, when you get there, you're not going to hear it either. As a matter of fact, what, what I found, what I found in college is I, I was challenged with everything that I believed in college. I wasn't told that, no, this and this and this. So, so you're going to, that's just one example That you're going to hear things when we get together. You're going to be taught things that you will not be taught anywhere else in this world, things that are true and things that matter in your life. That's one of the reasons we get together. Another one is this, and I had to throw this one in here for you parents, especially of little kids. It's time to start right now. Teach your kids to love the church and the importance of being fully part of the body of Christ. That's why we gather together. So that your kids, your kids need to know to love the church because the church is Jesus body he died for the church it's important to him and your kids need to understand they, they need to understand how important it is to him and they need to love the church because the church is not a building the church is it's us yeah it's us and so they need to know that they're supposed to love the church and, and, and also to find their place in the body of Christ. They are part of this body and they have a place in it. They have something to do and something to accomplish. So they get that. And, and then the, the last one is connection and support. That we need to be together to connect. We need to be together to support one another. You know, um, I need to say this because I, I, I skipped it in the first service and i was supposed to say it somewhere else, but it came to my mind right here. So let me say it right here, right now. Okay, listen, you need to be here even when you don't feel like it. Because if you come with your family, you know, don't get up on a Sunday morning and say, you know, I don't really feel like going, or, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired. Let's go do something else today. Because you never know when one of your family members needs this today. You don't know. So that's why you need them here. But let me say this to you also, is you need to understand that because there is somebody sitting beside you, in front of you, or behind you, or around you, somewhere that needs your smile today. They needed to see you. They needed, they needed you to give you, ju- give, for you to give just a moment of your time to them so that they realize they had some worth in your life. Adrian Rogers, the old Baptist preacher, and, and uh, I didn't give him credit right here on the screen, but I gave him credit in the sermon notes. Okay, I wish I'd have given it to him to put up here on the screen too. This is not a quote, but this is from his teaching right here. He says this, there are two things that you say by being here in this room today. He actually says it. there are two things you say by sitting in that seat when you sit in that seat There are two things you say you're saying God is important to me And you're saying to others in this room you are important to me When you are here You're saying I didn't feel good this morning, but I came anyway because you're important to me I've had a crappy week But I came today because you are important to me I'm struggling i'm struggling more than half the people in this room but i came today because you are important to me that's what it says when we are here and that's why we gather for all of those reasons not just because of the stuff that we get poured into us but because we're here to help someone else in our worship but also just our presence to be around somebody okay so let me lead in with this to the next one and the next one is why join a church why you you know why, why do I have to be a member of a church? You know, isn't it enough that I I come, I show up every once in a while? You know that kind of, Why do I need to join a church? Let me back up then for a moment in our in our minds. Okay, not on the screen, but in our minds. Let's back up for a moment to what Adrian Rogers we just you know what he what he had said. You know, when you attend you know, one church this Sunday another church, I, I know people like that. I've got I got a friend when I was growing up. I mean, he he really loved playing sports. Okay, so when it was softball season, he was Baptist. <laughs> Took a little while for some of you to get that one, right. When it was basketball season, he was Methodist. And in the off season, when nobody was playing nothing, he was at home at the Church of God, where his mom was and where he was, where he was raised. And he bounced around all those places because he could be a part of that. You know, when when you do that. If you're at one church one week, another church another week, and somewhere else, somewhere else, and you do that, when you do that, you can still say, you can go to any church you want to, and you can still say that first thing that Adrian Rogers says. You go to church, and you say, God, I'm here because you're important to me. You can say that in any church. But only when you commit and connect to a church and say, this is my church, can you say that second thing, I'm here because you're important to me. You can't say that when you're bouncing around church to church. You can't say that. And so that's one of the reasons you need to join a church. Okay, so uh, bring up that. Oh, yeah, uh, many people want to attend a church that fits them. You know what I'm talking about? We want to we be somewhere that fits. Now, what happens when you have clothes that don't fit? Don't they feel un... So when we say we want something that fits, are we saying we want something that's comfortable? Let me tell you something. Or maybe let me ask you. Does comfortable help you grow does comfortable challenge you to be better does comfortable make your relationships better oh we we want them to be comfortable but but when we go through those those valleys and those battles together that's when our relationships grow listen instead of attending a church that makes me comfortable i want to be a part of a church that makes a difference can i get an amen i hope that's you too is I, I, we don't need comfort we got plenty of comfort in our life and we're looking for comfort let me explain it to you this way just a little bit okay um joining a church it's not like pretty much anything else in the world joining a church is not like joining a country club but you know you join a country club you get to use all the amenities right you get to swim in the pool, you get to play golf. Uh, I'm sorry, that was tennis. Uh, you get to play tennis, you get to, get to play golf. Okay, I got to show you, you got a little golf swing. No, so you'll know. Yeah, it, uh, You get to eat at the restaurant, all those kinds of things. That's not what joining a church is. You know, becoming a member of a church is, is not the same as becoming a member of a Sam's Club. And you get, you know, all the benefits of membership when you're a member of Sam's Club, right? Th- that's not like joining a church. Joining a church is not like uh, for you homeschoolers. You know, it's not like joining a homeschool co-op because you know if you're you, I mean, you, you know, homeschool is just about studying. You know? And so you got to join a co-op to get to do some fun, right? And joining a church is not like joining something so like a co-op. You get to do the fun stuff too. None of those things are church. Think about what they all are focused on. Every single one of those things are focused on me, what I get out of this relationship. I joined this for me I become a member of this for me I joined that for me and that's not what church is and so now some of you say well pastor you are kind of talking us out and want to be in part of the church aren't you no 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 I'm telling you church is much deeper than that church is much more awesome than figuring out how you can get something out of somebody else here's what joining a church is like I think we've got yeah joining a church is saying this is a vision I want to be a part of with my time my talent, and my tithe. And, and I could say money there, okay? But, but we preachers, we like alliteration, right? T, T, and T, so that's why I've got tithe up there, okay? That's what joining a church means. said, so this is a vision I want to be a part of, and I'm willing to put everything I've got in it. Okay, so let, let me hurry on, okay? So why join a church? Why serve? Why serve? I mean, you know, isn't it, I've had people say, pastor, isn't that what we pay you and the staff for? Why serve? Because you've got something to do nobody else can do. let Let me remind you. Here's why we serve is because Jesus left us here to be his body, carry on his work of evangelism, and help others. Okay, not just to invite people to church, but to actually help others. And there's just a few scriptures, and, and I, I, just got tired of, I, I just got tired of pulling the scriptures out because there's a ton of them there about why we were left here. Okay, and here's a few things, and, and we kind of hit on these in, in the past, but I got a couple of extra things to throw at you here. I just want you to see this, all right? In, in disaster relief, when, when disaster happens, you know, who shows up? The church. Christian people. Do. And I'm not saying non-Christians don't show up, but I'm saying the church is always there. You know, and you don't see somebody just going up and down the street, you know, trying to get their neighbors to say, hey, let's go to Colorado and let's help them because of the natural disaster that happened there. I mean, that doesn't happen. Churches do that. Why do churches do that? Why do churches show up? Why do Christians show up? Because it's in their DNA. Because we're the body of Christ and that's who he was and he left us here and as as his body now, it's in our DNA that we can't just sit around and and. and and hope something gets better, we've got to be a part of it. Okay, and like hospitals and food banks, I'm going to throw that in there with it as well. Hospitals and food banks. Do you know that there is no hospital in history that predates Christianity? There was not a hospital until Christians developed the first hospital. You, you want some proof of that? That's a great article I found. And I said, yeah, that's, that's what, uh, and it's, the link is in, is in the sermon notes. I, I dare you, just read it. it. It will encourage you to say, wait a minute. This was the heart of, of God. Here's, here's, here's what happened. Well, let me say this one real quick also, and I'll, I'll go into that heart of God thing. It's universities, colleges. Do you know that just about every college in this, in this country was started because of Christians, because of churches saying, you know, we've got to have training for this and this and this. As a matter of fact, 140 years ago still, 80% of the colleges of the, in this country were connected to a church that because, because this is the heart of God and it's in us to do some of those things. And it makes us say, yeah, we, we've got to do this. You know, I, I, I see <coughs> these people back, you know, a century or two or three ago and several centuries ago with the hospitals, that kind of stuff. And I see these people, and it's like they said, hey, wait, we got to do something because of this problem, this problem, this problem. But what I see today is I, I see more of this attitude is like, well, let somebody else do it. You know, I wish, you know, somebody would do something about this problem. I, somebody needs to do something about that problem. and somebody. But instead, you know, the heart of God is he's put this stuff inside of you. He's, he's given you a passion for something. He's given you ability to do something. Now, listen, I can't even imagine us saying, hey, /11, let's start a hospital. You know, we've had quite a few nurses, you know, and so I guess we, we could staff it maybe a little bit. But I, I wouldn't have any idea how to do that. And, and money-wise, I mean, man, we, we got some big bucks to raise, right? I can't imagine us doing that. And so we look at that and say, well, we could never do that, but you've got something inside of you. And you know what? You know what? God only cares. He cares about this: is that you do that thing that you are gifted and passionate about doing, even if all it changes is it changes the world right inside your neighborhood. That's enough if that's all he give, He's given you to do. But we're not doing that on a big grand basis anymore so we've got to go on so this this is good to lead into the last one why give okay this is a crazy scripture maybe to use to to talk about giving okay why give why should why why should we give I mean you know just just you know got God's got all the money he can just take care of it candy But well, why to give oh man we need to talk about that and we will we will probably a little bit next week you know God's got all but why, why do I have to give let me let me lay this out just a little bit okay Uh, This is uh, Jesus talking about the end of times, kind of, you know, the judgment seat and all that where, where, you know, people are coming and standing before him after death and all that. And he says in Matthew 25, the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Okay. Then he's going to turn to people on the other side. And he's saying, you didn't do any of this stuff. And I'm paraphrasing, okay? This is kind of Rick speak, you know, not King James Version, obviously. He said, you didn't do any of this stuff. Depart from me. I, 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 don't, I don't even know you. You ever develop, started developing a relationship with somebody and then all of a sudden something came out of them and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I knew that person. That's kind of what God, Jesus is saying here. He's just saying, you know, if you're not doing this stuff, I don't even know who... I don't, even, I don't even know who you are if you're not doing this kind of stuff. You know, but we, just, we say, but I can list all the books of the Bible in the order that they are in the Bible. And I can list them chronologically for you, too, if you want me to. No, it's not up there, is it? That one's not up there. Or, or we say, I can exegete scriptures with the best of them i can break stuff down and show you stuff that you can't never imagine you know nobody's ever seen some of the stuff that i've pulled out of scriptures uh it's not up there either you know i have the best voice you can say i have the best voice in this room i can sing prettier than anybody in this room you you haven't heard me sing yet though say i can can sing prettier than anybody in this room Help, help me help me help me is it up here uh, I, can, I can play an instrument I can play the drums faster than that guy that played wipeout back in the 60s you know uh, and you know is, is, that, is it up here? All of those things are important in their place but what Jesus says is this is what is really important. If we're doing this we must be his. Oh I know I, I know you because you do this kind of stuff. If we don't, he said, uh, <laughs> I, maybe I thought I knew you, but I guess I don't know you if you're not doing this stuff. That's what he's saying right here. And let me point this out to you, okay? It's impossible to do this stuff without giving. You can't feed somebody without it costing you something. Anybody been in the grocery store lately? Anybody tried to buy bacon in the last two years? Yeah, it's going to cost you something to feed people. It's going to cost you something to put clothes on someone's back. You know, one, one of our things that we do with uh, uh, the Appalachian Christmas blessing, you know, to buy clothes and also toys and stuff like that. It costs money to do that, right? I mean, we don't just come together and pray say, God, there's a bunch of kids up there in the Appalachian Mountains that really need you this Christmas. But God puts it in our hands to do something about it. You can't do this stuff if you don't give. Now, this is not a sermon about giving. This is a sermon about living everything on purpose. So how do we do that? Can we, can we actually dream to be that kind of a people? Oh man, it's not just a dream anymore. Ooh, I wish I'd have said that in the first service. That was good. It's not just a dream anymore. It's become reality at 2911. You want me to show you? Okay, thank you. <laughs> he said yeah because he was in the first service. He knew I was waiting for somebody to say yeah. The rest of y'all want to see it? Okay, let me show it to you. This is 2911, and here's a cr- cool place that it begins. 63% of our attenders were not going to church anywhere before coming here. Two out of every three of you went going. That, that's, that's been one of our goals as a church. It's to not just be a place that, that steals people's members, but to find people that have either never been in church or they got hurt in church and they quit and, they, and, and we're bringing them back in. And 63%, that number may be a little old because we had some new people in just the last few weeks. I know it's a month old, so it may be more. Makers Coffee, the leaders of this church saw this building as an opportunity to connect with our community. We talk about Makers here and there and we throw some things at you, but let me just say this real quick, if I can. With what Makers Coffee is doing, in our building right there in that front they are touching more lives monday through saturday than we ever touch on sunday morning I, it'd be great if that changed one day wouldn't it it hadn't changed yet right now but that's that's one of the things that the leaders had in their in their heart fall fam fest and and all the events that we do just amazing things that that we're doing because you know we don't charge i mean i, I know that there are some churches that charge to come to their things you know they charge for rides or whatever. we don't charge for any of that because we want everybody to do it. You know, it's, it's one of our investments that we make, like the coffee shop and like the playground and all these kinds of things, this investment we make. And so let me say a big thank you again to everybody who, who said, I'm part of the Fall Fam Fest team and you helped make it happen because, again, We gave people an excuse, over-busy people an excuse to spend an hour with their kids that day. So that's that's ministry. Uh, Years ago, this was in our early days, we paid for a well to be dug and an orchard to be planted in Romania at an orphanage in Romania. Uh, We repaired, this was just a few years ago, two or three years ago, we repaired a well and paid for glasses for several kids and medical expenses for a couple of kids and surgeries for an orphanage in Honduras. We paid for a sign for a feeding center in Mongolia. Mongolia, you know, uh, think of that. Mongolia. When's the last time you said the word Mongolia? You know, I mean, if you say it, we use that as like, that's just a crazy thing, right? Mongolia, you know, the outer, the outer stretches of Mongolia. So it's like Timbuktu. You know, we don't know where it is, you know, so it must be a long way. So anybody know where Mongolia is? I mean, you don't know. You couldn't find it on a map, you know, unless the words are there. But, you know, there, were, there was this feeding center there, and we got connected through some people and, and say, I want to do something for them. You know, I want to do something. And they said, get us a sign. I said, oh, I want to do something better than that. And they said, look, we've got everything we need, but the people don't know that we're there. Can you just, if you can give us a sign. And so I thought, yeah, we'll do that. And so we, we bought a sign for them so that hungry people now know where to get food in Mongolia. Ain't that crazy? Uh, okay. Oh, uh, we paid. This That was this is uh, this summer. We paid for school for 60 kids in Myanmar that would not have been able to go without us paying for it. You know, and, and you guys, you adopted those kids. And uh, so now they, they were able to go to school this year and also hear, hear about Jesus. We're sending toys again, the to Appalachian Christmas Blessing. This I believe this is our eighth year. Uh, I was looking at that this week, and I believe that is our eighth year. We support refuel ministries. Uh, they, they, they do disaster relief that when there's a, a disaster they go in and they feed the relief workers. Some they, sometimes they feed up to 3,000 in, in a meal. Um, I, I remember there was one of the uh, hurricanes in Florida. Uh, they had a lot of military come in. and they were, That's what they were there for. They were just feeding military. They were feeding thousands of people uh, three times a day. So we, we support them. We, uh, we provide a Thanksgiving meal every year for moms and cri- kids who live in a local safe house here in our area. We provide Christmas for 20 plus local kids every year. We provide, uh, that's something royalty Chicks was doing. They're not called Royal Chicks anymore, but that that's, they still do that. we provided funds and labor to repair a vandalized church in Inslee, Alabama, right here in our own backyard. we provided labor and materials to remodel a church in Bullhead, South Dakota. We support missionaries, and we've supported them in Italy and Romania, and we helped launch a church in Fairhope, Alabama. All of these things. And listen, that, that text is real small, so you might have had a hard time seeing some of that. The reason is we're trying to squeeze everything on there, and I didn't get everything on there. There's so much more I wanted to put on there about Makers. I wanted to put about they they did the teacher grants last year, and then we jumped on board with that and, and doubled it the church and makers together were able to do it uh, about tornadoes. We, you know, I'm, I'm talking about picking up chainsaws and actually getting out there. I can think, think of three times that, that people in our church have done that kind of a thing and, and just uh, building, uh, repairing, remodeling, rebuilding for widows and, and single moms and, and uh, building a, a wheelchair ramp just about three weeks ago and and, see, and all these things that are happening and, and you just can't put all of these things on here. <coughs> but but let, let me tell you this. I grew up in church, okay? I grew up up in church all right i don't i don't know that i've ever missed two sundays in a row in my life you know i i I, uh maybe one time that i was in the hospital i don't know but otherwise i don't think i've ever okay i grew up in church so i've been in church a lot of years okay and and then my dad was a pastor and before i got married he he Pastored two different churches, and so I was in those two churches. And then we've been, we've been involved in ministry in several churches, uh, as staff members at two churches, and, and then actually as pastors in four churches before this church. But I can't tell you one single one of those churches. Some bigger than this, some smaller than this. I can't tell you one of those churches that can put a list together right here like this and say this is what God is doing for, uh, through us. I can't say that, but I can say that about 29 11. Is this what God is doing through us? I want to give you an opportunity here for a second. I don't don't have this uh, in the sermon notes, okay? I don't have it in the sermon notes, and and I've got a purpose for it. I'm weird about some things this way. I think about something, and I just think, no, no. I don't want to brag to the world about it because anybody can find our sermon notes. We hope they do, right? I don't want to brag. About what we're doing, I want to brag to you about what God is doing. Thanks for listening to the Church Twenty Nine Eleven Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church twenty nine eleven dot com or by texting two zero five four seven six twenty nine eleven. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.